Hi, and welcome to the Passionistas Project Podcast. We're Amy and Nancy Harrington. Before we start our interview today, we wanted to thank everyone who made the first annual Passionistas Project Women's Equality Summit so special. We are so grateful to all our panelists, moderators, presenters, and workshop hosts who filled the weekend with information, inspiration, and emotion. And thank you to actress, singer, and care ambassador Bellamy Young for accepting the inaugural Passionistas Persist Humanitarian Award. If you'd like to find out more about CARE and Bellamy's work with the organization, visit care.org. As a special thank you, the weekend of August 29th and 30th, we'll be allowing people to watch the content one more time for free. Visit thepassionistasproject.com to access the videos. We also appreciate all the women who took part in the virtual marketplace and pay it forward portals. Your incredible products, services, and organizations are an amazing reminder that women can accomplish anything when they put their mind to it. For those who didn't get a chance to shop or donate over the weekend, the store will remain up through the end of September 2020. And finally, we want to thank everyone who attended the summit. We had women join us from as far away as India, Cameroon, and Kenya, and are thrilled that this event made a global impact. This will be an annual event, but we also will be doing monthly mini-summits starting later this fall. So please make sure to subscribe to our email list at thepassionistasproject.com so you stay up to date with all the details. And now for today's interview. We're talking with Charlotte Harrington, the host of the Fresh Lens podcast, and our niece. At just 12 years of age, Charlotte is a social justice advocate whose passion for women's rights and support of the Black Lives Matter movement, among many other issues, has inspired her to launch her own weekly show to tackle the tough issues. So please welcome to the show, Charlotte Harrington. Why did you decide to start your podcast? One of my friends from school um, did a podcast, she was on her dad's podcast, and they were, you know, talking about they were also talking about things that are going on right now in the world. And I was like, oh, I, I've always kind of wanted to do that, but I've never, like, really, like, seriously considered doing it. Um, and then I talked to one of my other friends from school, and then we, like, kind of came up with this idea. She'll probably be on at some point. Um, and then we just um, downloaded the Anchor app, which helped me start it, and then we just recorded it, Quinn and I, and we posted it, and here we are. <laughs> and what kinds of things do you talk about on the podcast? Um, well, usually it will be like social justice or like slightly like political, I guess, things. Um, but because Quinn is like so on the internet, and I guess I am too, ours was a bit more related to the internet. But usually it won't be like that, like totally like that. It will maybe be part from the internet and a lot of it from the outside world. What issues are important to you that you would like to cover on your podcast? We talk about Black Lives Matter. We talk about everything going on with that. So then, like, the description of my podcast, like, it's going on right now, something that we, like, talk about just Quinn and I normally. But, like, definitely that. Um, we talked a bit about, like, misogyny and, like, feminism and that kind of stuff, which I'm very passionate about. Why are you so passionate about feminism? I am on the internet a lot and I'm on social media and I see a lot of, um, you know, misogyny and sexism happen. And, you know, I don't experience it a ton in real life, but seeing that it's happening to other people, I like 
started to research it and like form my own beliefs related to it. And I started to realize why it was so important and not to say, oh, like I love women and I want rights and that kind of thing. I, I like, you know, looked deeper into it and became more passionate about it from that. Like I, I just, I don't know. I just really like the idea of women standing up for each other and helping each other when, you know, there's nobody else to help them or when, you know, men or even other women are bringing them down. And I think that that's super important. Do you remember the first time that you saw some sort of activism or some someone standing up for someone else and you thought, well, that's really cool and I want to be like that? My mom is also super passionate about this kind of stuff and her job now where she works now is like also super into this and they teach a lot of stuff about it and like they're super progressive. And so she started to talk to me about it and we talked to each other and um, that's sort of where it started, I guess, with her. And she took you to the Women's March and the Black Lives Matter protest, right? I was seven and I went to the Women's March um, in Boston with my mom, and that was really great. And then recently in June, um, like the first or the second, I went to um, a Black Lives Matter movement with my mom in Boston. And then there was one in Needham, kind of like relatively close to where we live. Um, that was just like sitting there, supposed to be like silent, but obviously like people talk to each other, so it wasn't like completely silent. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. What does it feel like to be in those kind of, you know, a gathering of people like that that are all there for the same positive you know outcome it's it's a good feeling because it feels like you're surrounded with people who understand you and who understand where you're coming from and like will listen to you and like to be around people who believe the same things you like obviously it's good to like diversify your ideas and your beliefs with people who don't always agree with you but for something like this like for human rights like I feel like it's kind of not debatable on who you should be around, like based on their position. Um, just to be around these people who I know are like fighting for justice and are wanting a positive outcome the same way that I am, it's sort of like a feeling of relief in a way, but also a feeling of strength, like to be with these other people who will help me and believe the same things that I do. You recently came out. I did. So what inspired you to do that? I never viewed that kind of thing as like a big deal. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it a big deal because I don't want people to think that it changes me. Or I don't want people to like change their idea of me or like think of me any differently. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't like a big thing. But um, I talk about this in like the caption of the post. Like Quinn had also recently come out and one of our family friends had also come out as transgender. And I was like, oh, you know what, maybe I should do this, like, to, you know, because it seems like it would be a good thing to do, and I was willing to do it, and it wasn't, again, it wasn't a big deal to me. It's like, it wouldn't harm me in any way, because it's not like people were going to stop being my friend. Like, I, I, we live in a leftist in, like, liberal town, like, people, and my friends would never do anything differently or act differently um, if I did so, and they didn't. Um, so I decided, you know, why not? Like, let's just do it. Um, and I had also posted a few things earlier about, um, 
like lesbians and like a slur and that kind of thing. I was like, oh, maybe it kind of seems bad if I said that and people don't know. So then I was like, I should probably do that anyway. So, yeah. All right. And as part of that community, is there something you would want people to know that they don't know already? Um, when you're, when your friends or when somebody that you know comes out, like, it's different for every people, but every people, every person, but like, generally, like, don't, don't do anything or don't react in a way that that person like wouldn't like, or like, don't make it a big thing if they aren't. Like, if they make it this huge thing, like, maybe you want to react that way, because it seems like that's the kind of reaction they would want. But if somebody is something like I did, I just kind of like, you know, hey, like, here you go. Like, don't make, don't make it about you more than it's about them. That's the best advice I can give. But also make sure it's not too little reaction, like still be supportive because a lot of people were and still can be. The LGBTQ plus panic defense is still legal in a lot of states. That's like where when somebody comes out of you and you, and you feel unsafe, you have the right to kill them. When somebody is gay or transgender and it's legal in a lot of states still. Um, so you have to make sure that you're, don't overdo it, but make sure that you're still getting the message across that you're supportive. Do you have a, um, a dream for women? No, because I feel like the idea of, oh, I want all women to reach this point is kind of against the ideals of feminism. Like, wouldn't it be better for us to say, I want every woman to, like, each have their own individual dream, an individual point that they want to get to, as opposed to saying, I want us all to get to this point. I feel like that kind of contradicts the ideals of feminism. Do you have any advice for other young people that, that want to get involved in social justice issues? Do your own research, find, find things that you're already passionate about and then dive deeper into them and make sure that you're educating yourself and not, you know, not look at it when you're doing your research as if you don't already have a position because that's going to help you find the best information. Um, don't do too much like don't get yourself involved in things that will give you stress or or make you anxious like that's not good and i learned the hard way that, that isn't good um and you know try and find people around you that are just as passionate about things or you know take opportunities to educate people because you that might be the only chance that that person's going to get to be educated on that never miss an opportunity to educate um and be, stay open-minded because that's what you would want other people to be when you're, you know, teaching them and educating them. Um, and then, you know, just priority, like form your own beliefs. Thanks for listening to the Passionistas Project podcast and our interview with Charlotte Harrington. You can hear a new episode of the Fresh Lens podcast every week on Spotify. We're currently taking orders for the fall Passionistas Project Pack subscription box. Our theme this quarter is Passionistas Persist, and the box is full of products from women-owned businesses. We hope these items inspire you to stand in your power, roar at the top of your lungs, take care of yourself, and remember to laugh, because without joy, what's it all for? If we all support one another and stay persistent, great things will happen. You can find out how to subscribe to the box at thepassionistasproject.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to find out more about our upcoming Passionistas Project Women's Equality mini-summits and subscribe to the Passionistas Project podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming inspiring guests.
Until next time, stay well and stay passionate.